Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Orlova. I'm an OCD specialist and I have OCD. I've helped people from all over the world. And the most common thing that I see and hear people with OCD is that they feel isolated, confused about OCD and ERP, and oftentimes misunderstood. There are online self-study courses out there with once a month Q&A calls. What I've done is created a Mastering OCD membership to address the two most common questions that I hear. I can't have access, I can't gain access, and I can't afford it. My membership really helps to close this gap. You have weekly live Q&A calls. There's pre-recorded six weeks worth of training. And regardless if you're starting in week one or if you're at the end of week six, you will always have access to live weekly Q&A calls. Living with OCD means being able to have ongoing support and ability to review your foundational training. People often doubt if they can really get better. And the answer is yes, you can, but you have to put in the work and you get what you put in. So if you are interested in joining, go to www.coreresults.com forward slash mastering OCD. Thanks so much and see you there. Hi, and welcome to OCD Whisper Podcast. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. Hello to everybody tuning in. <laughs> um, so I'm so glad that you're here. Um, I really wanted to have today's episode be just a little bit different, which is I wanted to talk to you about anxiety more on a broad, broad term, just generally anxiety. Um, I, I definitely focus on OCD specifically. I also though think that there's a lot of folks out there who have anxiety period and, and maybe it meets clinical criteria, maybe not quite, but in general, I think people experience anxiety and especially with this year and, and everything we've been all dealing with um, and the changes and, and adjustments that everybody has had to make, I think that it's really, um, I think, warranted and helpful to kind of broaden our discussion on just anxiety overall in general. And so in, in broadening our discussion, one thing I do want to kind of put out there now for my audience is that whatever you're going to hear, just make sure you're listening with that ear of, you know, you're not taking on any, any recommendation or strategy and using it as a compulsion, but that this is really today a topic about anxiety overall. So with that in mind, um, I have a couple of questions. And the first question I have is, um, what would you say are some of those symptoms um, or thinking styles or kind of what happens when somebody has anxiety? If you can share some of those things that somebody could pay attention to and be like, oh yeah, I've experienced that. Um, if that, if that, does that work for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so some just general, you know, signs for anxiety you want to pay attention to. I don't know anybody this year in 2020, or maybe around the world who hasn't experienced some of these symptoms. Um, in general, just being, you know, one of them being just on edge, um, feeling really uncertain about what's to come. And because of that, you feel irritable, you feel restless. Um, you just kind of are walking on pins and needles. Um, and this uncertainty can feel very anxiety provoking. Um, it can show up and manifest in your relationship. So you might be 
uh, much more quicker to get upset with somebody. Um, you have a lower tolerance or threshold for um, interactions with people. This could be people that you're living with, especially if you're having to quarantine. Um, it could be just in general, maybe at work, if you are, um, you know, part of the frontline staff who have been in continuously working um, during this time, you, you might find yourself um, easily fatigued more than uh, normal because you also have not only the physical tiredness, uh, but the mental tiredness too. So easily fatigued, feeling restless, on edge. Uh, many people also are experiencing difficulty concentrating um, on tasks, on goals. Um, your mind is just constantly maybe going um, blank. And so, you know, a lot of people report feeling like a mental fog, brain fog, um, not feeling like you are really fully with it. Maybe some memory um, is like short-term memory. You might have forgotten, like, what did I do this morning? What did I do yesterday? Um, and then just also then feeling um, adrenaline rush for tomorrow. But because you, you don't really feel like you know what's to come, um, you're feeling a, an overwhelm of emotions. Um, so that might also then start manifesting physically. So you might feel like tension headaches more often, muscle tension, stomach aches. A lot of people report a lot of um, gastrointestinal um, issues. Um, difficulty controlling your feelings, your thoughts or your worries. So this feel of like a loss of control of self. Um, a lot of people report may, may resonate with this. Like, I just don't know myself anymore. I just, I don't know who I am right now. Um, that's a very scary feeling. Um, and then also some other signs are like sleeping problems, eating, you know, you're, you're have difficulty falling asleep, staying asleep, um, eating your appetite changes. You might be eating more because you're trying to comfort yourself. You might be eating less because you're so stressed out. And, um, you know, so it looks different for each person. So some of those are just some common signs to look for that you're probably feeling um, anxious. And so it's, it's a good indicator that you need to kind of pause and notice that that's what you're experiencing versus just thinking something is wrong with you. Um, mm -hmm. So those yeah, are some, you, some yeah, you mentioned definitely some interesting, I think things that people may or may not always hear, like um, the irritability or um, the fog. Um, and, and it's true, right? If you're, the, you're somehow just off, um, it's really easy to want to jump in and assign meaning to that or um, try to figure out what's wrong when kind of almost what I hear is if you put it back in context of kind of the year we're having and, and the impact that that's having on everybody's mental health and um, that the, the typical things you've done needed to change. So kind of the, the, the normalcy of what you had before, uh, your routines, your lifestyle, a lot, I mean, all, all of those things have had to take a really big uh, shift all around. And so, and some people I think still haven't quite found their new groove, so to speak, or their new way of being, or the new, new uh, routines or patterns or lifestyle. So it's, um, it's definitely, it's very impactful. Um, right, right. And we talk uh, so, about, yeah, um, just with any change, regardless, 
um, you know, good change, bad change, like whatever you want, you know, uh, in life, you know, if, you, if you've had a loss, if you've had um, a wedding, if you just whatever type of change, you move houses, locations, um, it takes uh, typically at, at, at minimum six months for us to adjust, adjust to something new. Um, Mm. it doesn't stop at six months, but at minimum, just to even get your feet under you again, that feeling of like, you know, now we're six months kind of post pandemic. So a lot of people have found a little bit of more, maybe more stability than they did back in March, back in April, June, July, August. Um, you're kind of starting to say, okay, this is maybe going to be my new normal. And and here's some couple things that have worked for me. Um, and you're now able to maybe start inserting some treatments or some techniques to help you keep going. Yeah. Then it's an interesting point you made that it takes about six months. I I don't know that I clearly was tracking that or really kind of thought about that, (laughs) but it's true. Any change we go through, it takes us time. Um, But I didn't know that specific um, kind of time measure that at least minimum six months, I know certain, certain things like grief and loss, for example, definitely, you know, I know a little different data there, but um, yeah, with with, but it's true. I mean, any, any shift and change, exactly. Mo- overall, as humans, we just we definitely all of us tend to need a little bit extra time than not to really process and adjust and orient and figure things out. Yeah. So with that, then, so my second question that I had for you that I wanted to ask is, you know, kind of taking it all in context, what could be some uh, strategies or tools that maybe you could suggest um, that folks could do to help their anxiety? Um, or even help with uh, finding some sort of uh, or better stability, if you will, with kind of moving forward with the day-to-day. Yeah, some some more formal treatments. Um, I'll talk about formal treatments and then some at-home stress release techniques. Um, but some formal treatments, one, um, therapy, you know, just recommend seeking, a, 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 you know, professional help. You don't have to wait until you're in crisis to get support when things are falling apart. Actually, it, it, it is probably in your best interest to proactively seek professional help as early as possible. Um, for some people, medication is, 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 is very helpful and will continue to be helpful. Um, you know, the, depending on how comfortable you are, but I know some people use CBD oils, CBD treatments, um, support groups, and especially right now online, you can find tons of support groups um, they could be a double-edged sword, but for some people, again, you kind of have to practice different things and see what works for you. But support groups can be incredibly um, healing and, you know, having some shared experiences with people. Um, and there's tons of resources now on, online for that. Mm-hmm. Some at-home, more informal um, kind of release techniques Techniques would be... Um, some of my favorites are mindfulness, just, you know, kind of bringing it back to focusing on the task at hand, trying to connect with the present moment. Um, the quickest way that I like to think about that is just engaging your senses at least one, two, three. So as long as you can kind of, you know, that looks like turning on um, music and dancing. So you're incorporating sound along with movement. I might look like taking a nice bubble bath and, and, you know, doing some aromatherapy. So you're filling up the bathtub with some lavender sea salt. And so then you, you're engaging your scent of smell. Um, 
the magnesium, you know, helps with the muscle tension and relaxing. And so it kind of gives you that mindfulness uh, feeling. Some dietary adjustments would be helpful, just paying attention to what are you consuming. I know for myself, I was consuming a lot of snacking junk food. Um, and I don't respond well to that. And it, it, it definitely added to my fatigue and my mental fog. So I just came off of a 21 day plant cleanse and I feel the healthiest I've felt all year. Um, so just paying attention, what are you consuming? What are you putting in your body? Um, exercise movement. Um, I just do some 20 minute YouTube follow along movements, um, at home. So you can just do a quick Google search on YouTube and find some sort of movement. If you can't do 20 minutes, start with five minutes, five minutes of stretching, and then gradually increase from there. Um, a lot of free information is out there. So, you know, of course, doing your research to make sure the people that you're listening and consuming information from are reputable, credible, um, but there's tons of uh, books on education on anxiety. So whether you want to consume it through an audible book, uh, a hardcover book, a podcast, uh, YouTube, um, tons of therapists now are showing up on uh, social media platforms. I mean, you, you really can find a lot of information for free there. Um, and journaling, a lot of times just journaling out your thoughts, writing what you can control, writing what you can't control, um, and kind of just tracking your thoughts daily, uh, being able to just, you know, put pen to paper and have that mental release can um, be very cathartic. Um, and it's just a matter of practicing these things as much as you can, more days than not, and that you'll find the benefits um, from doing that. Yeah, I like that you just said that more days than not and kind of balancing it because I think it's it's true that um, kind of the experience is that sometimes you can feel like I, I can do this and, and I have, okay, I'm going to do these new routines or add these things to create a routine, but then also having that kind of self-love and compassion of, and if I have a day or an evening or whatever, a week where I'm just not with it or there or you know, not motivated to do it, that that's okay too, right? To, to just give yourself that permission to have your experience without having to judge it or critique it, um, right? And just, yeah, okay. Absolutely, awesome. yeah. Thank you so much. Those are also really great ideas. Um, and I think that's a good list. Um, and I think that it makes sense too, again, if you're dealing with anxiety that, like you said, kind of seek different things out and see what resonates for you and what, what, what you seem to be drawn to. And then start to incorporate it little by little. Um, and if, if somebody doesn't have anything kind of said in terms of a structure or routine, looking at how can you bring some things in? I know a lot of times that, you know, when somebody gets stuck in a certain kind of pattern, it can be hard to break out of it. Like you were saying with the working out, like even five minutes of stretching, which is true. Uh, but we also do know that, uh, at least from everything I've read, that the more you engage in activities again, you actually get better a little bit faster. So even if you have your off days, that's fine. Um, but then make sure that you you do put some effort into having on days. And, and once you do that, usually you know after a month or two, that becomes your new habit, like you were saying with change, right? And then you adjust and then it gets easier and easier with time. But in the beginning, like with anything, it all takes a little effort and a little work. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It just takes, a, you know, a little bit goes a long way. So just even adding up, you know, um, creating a, a, maybe a plan one day, you're going to take a bubble bath, 
the next day or the following day you go on a walk, then the next following day you uh, create some um, med- space for meditation and breathing and, and, and then just build from there. So, you know, g- give it on day, off day, on day. And then slowly you'll start feeling the energy again um, through those things to, you know, be able to create a more consistent plan um, now that we're six months post the pandemic. Um, I mean, we're still in it, but like at the initial uh, yeah, the initial shock and, and all of right. that wore off. Or we've all kind of settled in a little bit more now. So yeah, right. Kind of for the next stage. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And can you please tell everybody if people want to find you, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm my name is Adit Chagi, and I have um, a website just aditc.com. Uh, my Instagram Adit Chagi. Um, and have a podcast called Therapeutic Life Healing for Women. Um, so those are some spaces to find me and look forward to And I will definitely make sure to include all that in the show notes so everything will be spelled out and there and available. But thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it and for all the strategies and tools that you gave us. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for having me, Christina. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to OCD Whisperer Podcast. If you want ongoing support with live weekly Q&A calls to address your questions about OCD, go to www.coreresults.com forward slash mastering OCD.